Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. This morning we get uh, we are going to be continuing a sermon series that we've been in for the past uh, several weeks. Uh, we've called this chapter uh, this series Origins because really so many of the big elements of a Christian worldview are found in those first 11 chapters. The way we view uh, our lives and our world and our bodies and our relationships. And this morning, uh, my brother Willie Addison is going to be opening God's word for us as we look at Genesis chapter 3. So in the meantime, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? This morning's reading is from Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. This is the word of the Lord, and it is absolutely true and given to us in love. Join me for a quick word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for your gift of your word. And Father, we pray as we open these truths that you would open our hearts and our minds that we may hear from you, not by might, not by power, by your spirit. Send your spirit, Lord. Amen. 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 So as Dave mentioned, we have started this series in Genesis, and God has already created the heavens and the earths, the earth. He has already brought order to chaos. He has already created vegetation and all living things, including the beasts of the field. Not only that, he's created mankind in his image and in his likeness. And as we pick up in this chapter today, Adam and Eve is in a stage in which I call paradise. All they need, God has already provided for them. They lacked nothing. They were living a life of abundance. They were made in the image of God. They were not experiencing any hunger. hunger. They were surrounded in the garden by trees that was food-yielding plants. There was no thirst. There were four rivers that flowed from Eden to the garden. Um, God had given Adam dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moved on the earth. Adam 
at this point, is the original Tarzan. Yes, he is. Adam could speak to the lion and say, lion, sit. He was the first one to tell a monkey to stop monkeying around. Adam, Adam had power to talk the alligator back into the water. The alligator crawled up on land. He said, back in the water you go. And they did as Adam instructed. Not only did Adam have dominion, Adam and Eve both were naked and not ashamed. <laughs> Dave told us last week that naked meant to be exposed, to be uncovered. They were exposed and they were not ashamed and they were not even concerned about their nakedness. Let me put this into to everyday terms. I don't know about y'all. But being naked is something that I don't want to do in front of anybody. <laughs> Except my wife. Let me, let me bring it a little bit closer. Um, I have recently been on this exercise kick, and, and part of my exercise kick is swimming. So I, I, I bore easy just swimming back and forth, but I was doing it. And, and I was a very appreciative of the workout, but I got bored in the workout. So I decided that I would hire a swim coach to help me get more out of my swim workout. So I had this coach, and I, I was with him, and I was swimming, and, and the workout was going great. He was giving me pointers on how I can improve and to use more energy, and I was excited. And I, think I, could, I said, I think we're going to keep this up until he made the suggestion that I should improve my swimming uniform. <laughs> he decided that I should get some jammers or even a Speedo or some compression trunks. I said to him, there's two things wrong with your suggestion. First, that's not going to happen. And two, the world ain't ready for all this goodness. Are y'all with me? So what I'm trying to tell y'all is that I would have been ashamed to walk around in a Speedo. Jammers or even compression shorts because y'all ain't ready and I ain't ready. What I, what I want you to know is that Adam and Eve were living their best life. They had no cares. They had no concerns. They was living it up in a place that God had established for them. But their best life, their paradise was interrupted by temptation, sin, and death. The Bible tells us that, that the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made it. So he, he was crafty. He came in. He came in with the intentions of, of 
tricking them, of causing them to, to, to stop believing God and to believe a lie. What, what, what is temptation? One Bible dictionary says that temptation means to fall to the solicitation to that which is evil, to go after, to, 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 to yield to the temptation, to, to, to grab hold of that thing which is evil. Temptation calls, comes from a number of sources. It comes from our own sinful nature. It comes from other sources around us. But temptation never, ever comes from God. While God may test us, he will never tempt us. It says, James 1 says this, let no one, when he is tempted, say, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. Temptation itself is not a sin. I, I, want, I want us to get this. Temptation itself is not a sin. To see something, to, to, to be tempted by something is not a sin. Temptation turns into sin when we yield to the, that temptation, when we allow that temptation to move us to a place to be disobedient to God. Scripture even urges us to resist temptation and gives us encouragement to flee. Scripture says, resist him temptation and listen, and, and run to God. He will take care of you. You ever been tempted before in your life? Anybody, anybody ever had temptation arise in your life and the only thing you knew to do was to call on the Lord? I, I don't know about y'all, but I've had times when I had to call on the Lord to, 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 res, to help me resist the temptation because within me, I don't have the ability to, to resist temptation because if I did, I would never be tempted. So we don't have the ability within us to, to, to resist temptation. Then temptation causes us to doubt God. Listen to what the serpent said to the woman. He said, did, did God actually say you should not eat of any tree of the God in the garden? He, he, he is trying to get her to doubt what God said. Are you sure? And, and listen, you know what happens when doubt and temptation seek in? When it's something that we really, really want, we'll try to find a way to see how close we can get to that thing without violating God's law. Are, are y'all listening to me? I know I ain't by myself. I, 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 I know that there are things that we wanted to do and we knew wasn't right. But we just said, if I can just get in the room, hello? If I can get in the room, I, I, I won't do that thing. I'll just be close to it. But if you get close enough, guess what happens? Okay, we're going to find out. It's, it's right here in the scripture. Y'all, no one who plays with fire cannot get burned. Y'all, y'all listen to me? If you play with fire, you are going to get burned. Football, football. In the game of football, they tell you that you have a 100% chance of getting injured. A 100% chance. That is a game that no one can play without receiving some type of energy. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Is anybody following me? Sin is way worse than that. There's no one that can play with sin and not get burned. 
Now, listen, so he, he's trying to tempt her. Tempt her. He, he's talking to her. Eve actually knew what the command was. She, she even added to that command. It says you should, don't touch it. You can eat all these trees, but don't touch that one. Don't, look, 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 don't eat from this one. She said, yes, God has said it, and he said, neither shall you touch it, lest you're going to die. Y'all, scripture didn't say that. But she said that, and that's how we are. That's how we are. We try, we try to add more to what God has said. God don't need us to add anymore. We just need to focus on what he's already told us. Amen? Listen, because when we go, we, can't, we cannot do what he's already said. Don't add more to yourself. <laughs> the woman said to the serpent, neither shall you touch it lest you die. This is what God actually said. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You shall, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of, not, of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day you eat it, you shall surely die. She knew it. She knew it, but, but what temptation does, it gives you an ideal that the grass is greener on the other side. It makes you think that, that what, what's over there is better than what you have. I already told you that they had everything. They didn't know hunger. They, 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 they didn't know what it means to be without because they had everything. God gave them, you can have all this other stuff, but leave this right here alone. Just, just leave this alone, and, but, but because of temptation, because of sin, because of our sinful nature, she put herself in a situation, as she, Adam, put us in a, Adam put us in a situation to lose what I call paradise. There's a story about a dog, a, a butcher threw a dog a bone. And as this dog grabbed the bone, he got happy, and he was carrying this bone. And, and as he crossed this bridge back onto his way home, he looked down in the water, and he saw what appeared to be a bigger a, a dog with a bigger bone. And, and, and because of his excitement, wanting to grab the bigger bone, he dropped the bone that he had, and it fell in the water. And so now the dog was without. Now, while that story may be true, y'all going to get the moral of the story. The moral of the story is don't lose what you got trying to chase what you don't have. He had, he had, he had, he had something to sustain him. He had the nourishment. He was not without until he took his eyes off the very thing that he had already had. That's exactly what Adam and Eve did. They took their eyes off of all the goodness that God had already given them, all the stuff he had provided for them. They took their eyes off of it, and they lost it all. So what, 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 was, what was the serpent trying to say to them? What, what was he saying to them? He was trying to to tell her that, that if you eat this, God knows that you will be just like him. In other words, he was saying that you yourself will become a God if, if you eat this and God don't want you to be like him. 
He's trying to get us to believe a lie. He's trying to cause us to doubt God. Well, let, let, me, let me tell you something. Y'all, we are not God, and we can never be God. Are y'all following me? We are not God, and we can never be God. Y'all, we, we are not even the God of our own lives. A- am I right? If, if I was the God of my life, don't you know my life would be better? If I had the ability to, to, to be God, to be the God that sits high, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who sits high and look low, my life would be better. I, I don't have that. I, 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 don't, I, I don't have the ability to, 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 to follow after the things of God like he wants me to do. That's why we need the spirit to guide us. And he said, you will know, you will know good and evil. He, he wanted her to grab a hold of this thing so, so, so you guys will know like God knows. Listen, y'all, we don't need to know what God knows. We cannot handle what God knows. Listen, if I know too much now, I start to lose it. Hello? If I begin to know too much of what's going on in my own life, I'm not worrying about today. I'm too busy trying to figure out how I'm going to handle tomorrow or how I'm going to handle next week. We don't need to know what God knows. Temptation itself is not the sin. But it comes sin when we act on it. You know, I used to think, when I thought about sin, I used to think of sin as just um, something that was ugly, something that was just, just straight up wickedness. I thought I would be able to see sin and, and, and just see sin and dislike sin. Look, right here in this passage, when she saw that the tr- fruit on the tree was, listen to this, good for food and a delight to the eye, she took it, she ate it, and she gave it to her husband, and he ate. Y'all, sin don't always come in a way that's unattractive. Sin sometimes come to us tall, dark, and handsome. Sometimes sin is curvaceous and stacked. In other words, a brick house. Sometimes sin comes in, 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 in our pride and our self-righteousness. Sin comes in the manner of which we, we begin to think that we're better than other people. We begin to think that my way is right. We begin to think that I got to be number one. I am better than this person or I'm better than that. Sin comes in many different forms. Whenever sin does arise, it causes us to rebel against the things of God. Are y'all following me today? Sin comes in many different ways. Sin creeped in through Adam. Sin is unavoidable. Not only did Adam's sin affect him, but it affected all of humanity. When Adam sinned, we sinned. Adam's sin 
and we fell with Adam in his first sin. So, y'all, we, we are, it is important to know that God created paradise. Adam and Eve was in paradise. They had everything together. But temptation arose. When the temptations showed up, sin showed up. And when sin showed up, guess what else showed up? Death showed up. Temptation, sin, and death. It's, it's, it's right there. He says that, that when you eat it, you shall surely die. Wow, they didn't die physically. They didn't die physically at that moment. They died spiritually. But at that moment, they began to die physically. Something happened. There was a death of innocence. There was a death of purity. There was a death of divine relationship. Something happened there. there. There was this innocence that they had. I know there was this innocence connected to it because the Bible said they were naked and not ashamed. They walked around. Listen, if someone was to walk in here naked right now, all of us would be appalled. All of us would be saying, what is wrong with them? I can tell you what's wrong with them. What's wrong with us is that, that because of the fall, the innocence died. And so we see that which God made. And God had us walking around unconcerned and exposed to everything. But the fall came. And that which God created and said was good, we now call bad. Are you following me? He created us to be unconcerned. He created us. To be exposed. Why? Because he was going to take care of us. But temptation and sin came in and death showed up. And when death showed up, it innocence died. Purity died. Are y'all following me? That's why. That's why. When we see things and, and we're trying to figure, figure out what's wrong. You know, there, there are certain things that your children aren't supposed to know. You know, you begin to talk to kids and you realize that, that, that a kid is going through so much. They're going through this and they're going through that. Even us as adults, we go through stuff that God never intended for us. It's because, it's because of the fall. There are things that happen in our life that, that, that we, we, we have problems, we have issues. It's because paradise was interrupted. God had a plan for us, y'all. Paradise was interrupted. Sin showed up. And I want us to, to, to take this and hold these things. There's four things I want us to remember from this sermon. One. Not all sin is unattractive. Okay? Not all sin is unattractive. And number two, we cannot cover our sin. We can't cover our sin because that's what happened. That's what happened is when they realized their sin, when they realized they had violated God's law, the Bible says that they tried to cover themselves with long cloths. They, they tried to cover their sin, and that's just what we do. 
That's, that's what we do. You may not nod because you don't want nobody to know that you messed up, but brothers and sisters, all of us are messed up. All of us got issues. All of us got stuff that we try to keep covered up. All of us got stuff that we want hidden. All of us got stuff that we don't want nobody to talk about. Hello? Look, you ain't got to agree, but I know it's true. I know it's true because of the fall. There's some stuff we don't want nobody to know. There's some things that we did last night that we don't want nobody to know. We don't want nobody to know about. We want to keep that, we want to keep that covered. Why? Because we're ashamed. And because, because of the fall, shame sets in. And so when we are ashamed of something, we try to cover this thing up. That's just, just what happened. They tried to cover themselves. We, have the, we don't have the ability to cover our sins. Y'all, we can't hide anything. You may think you're hiding, but God sits high. He looks low. He sees all. Amen. And folk can see you and know something ain't right. Hello? I ain't talking about no hocus pocus. You know when somebody's carrying something. You know when somebody's trying to hide something they don't want anybody to, to know about. Talk to them long enough. You begin to talk to them, they begin to, they begin to say things that just don't make sense. You may not be able to put your hand on what they're hiding, but you know they ain't telling everything that needs to be told. Are, are y'all with me? This would happen when paradise was interrupted. This is what happened when, 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 when sin sucked in and, 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 and disrupted everything that God had planned for us. So sin is not always unattractive. Sometimes sins come looking just like you want it to look. Hello? We cannot cover our sin. But listen to this. All sin leads to death. All sin leads to death. They, listen, that's the only punishment. That is the only punishment fitable for sin. I want us to think about this. Sin leads to death. And we are all sinners. Amen. Not one amen did I get. We are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have all missed the mark. Not one person in here can stand up and walk out of here with their head hung high and chest poked out and say, I'm not a sinner. Now, we can say that, say that we are forgiven sinners. Amen. Amen. We, look, look, listen, we can, we can say we're forgiven. Amen. And that's good enough because it's insinuating that we had a problem to be forgiven for. So, so sin is not attractive. We cannot cover our sin, and all sin leads to death, and we are all sinners. That, 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 look, if I was to finish the sermon right now, it would be a sad day for us. <laughs> if I was to close my Bible and come take my seat, there is no hope for us. Hey, man, aren't you glad that there is hope? For people like me and you, I know I am. I know I am because there was, a, there was paradise that was happening. There, there was a good life that was happening that Adam and Eve had. The good news is just as Adam, through Adam, sin and death entered through Christ Jesus, sin and death have been defeated. Amen. Hey, look, look. That is a time that everybody should have been happy. 
Because I told you, sin and death entered the world. We have no ability to stop ourselves from sin, from sinning. So guess what happens, y'all? The only thing that's fit for us is death. But when I say that through Jesus Christ, that sin and death has been defeated, folk ought to be happy. Listen, you, you, you don't have to express your happiness like I express my happiness, but you ought to be happy. Amen. Look, 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 you may not want to jump up and down like I want to jump up and down right now, but you ought to have a smile on your face. Hello, you might not want to wave your hands, but you, you ought to be able to have to kind of hold them close to your side. Yes, I, I, I'm talking to us because I'm saying that we are deserving of death. But we got a way out through Jesus Christ. That is good stuff, y'all. We are unable to take care of ourselves. We were bound to hell. Except for Jesus did something that we couldn't do for ourselves. That Jesus came down, died on a cross. He took my sins and your sins. That's stuff to be happy about. I don't care what you're going through. You are not, sin and death does not have the victory over you if you belong to him. Amen. Sin and death does not reign anymore. Jesus did what we couldn't do for ourselves because they needed a lamb. They needed an unblemished sacrifice. And he was the unblemished sacrifice. He was tempted like we are tempted, but he didn't sin. Amen. Listen, aren't you glad to know that our Savior is not one who's not connected to us? I know I am. See, see, it's one thing for somebody to come to tell me how to get through my problems who been through the same thing that I've been through. But if you ain't been through what I've been through, you can only speculate about what I'm going through. Uh, but Jesus knows everything that we're going through. Jesus knows all about us. Are y'all following me? If you got hell on your head, he know how many strands you got. Are, are you following me? If, if, if what you're going to do tomorrow, he already knows. Every sickness, everything that you've been through. Listen, he has, he knows what you're going through. We got a Savior who's connected to who we are. Not somebody who's just up there and don't know. He knows. Listen, he was the unblemished sacrifice. His death covered our shame. Amen. His death covered our shame. His death conquered our death. Jesus died the death of a criminal. He who knew no sin became sin. Listen, his father literally, literally turned his back on him for you and me. Listen, y'all. Jesus died. Jesus died for you and I. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. 
We're supposed to be happy about that. But you're supposed to be more happy that he didn't stay dead. (laughs) He didn't stay dead because because if he stayed dead, we're going to die and stay dead. Bible says that on the third morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Guess what his death and his resurrection did? Resurrection did. It restored paradise. See, paradise was interrupted, but it restored paradise. Y'all, one day, we're going to be with him. There will be no more dark days for us. There will be no more sickness for us. There will be no more fractured families for us. There will be nobody walking around in self-pride anymore. There will nobody be self-righteous anymore. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more sadness. There will be nothing but joy. Hello? I see smiles. I see heads nodding. Somebody must know what I'm talking about. Somebody must belong to him. That's right. That's right. Somebody, you got to know that they, they had it all. The Satan came in. He disrupted paradise. He showed showed Eve something and caused her to lose everything that she had, caused Adam to lose everything he had because of temptation. Temptation will come in. Temptation seeks to destroy us. The devil wants us to believe a lie that we know more than God, that God don't care for us. God cares for us. He cares so much for us. He sent his son Jesus to die for us. Things were going great. The serpent came in and he destroyed it all. But y'all, God loves us so much that he made a way for us. And that way is through Jesus Christ. Paradise was interrupted, but paradise has been restored. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. God, we thank you for you are a God who loves us, a God who realizes what we will go through. And God, I am so grateful that while I'm tempted and while sin may be present and death may be present, that death And sin does not reign over me. For you are my God. You have already made a way. And you have. It's because of your son Jesus that we are in right relationship with you. So God, thank you for restoring that which was lost. God, we give your name praise. We give your name honor. We give your name glory. God, I pray today that someone has come to see you in a brighter light. I pray today, God, that someone is drawn closer to you. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website 
ChristChurchInTown.org.